millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're very welcome to a brand new week of late lunch on the last day of July. But I take it if you looked out the window wherever you are today, you think I was telling you lies. It's probably March or something like that, is it? I got the weather forecast from Breeds on the way in. I said I don't need the weather forecast. <laughs> I can just tell them. <laughs> it's raining. It's going to rain. And it's going to rain this week. Anyway, oh my God, when will this ever stop? That's since Swithin's Day. I think it's coming to pass, to be honest with you. Anyway, we live in hope and we have to as well that the weather will turn better in the month of August. But I'm going to tell you, I have a story to begin the show today that will lift your hearts, I promise you. Welcome to the show. You know the usual numbers, 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. And I have a Family. I have a family ticket to give away for the Dublin Horse Show each day this week on the show. Stay with us to find out how you can win today. Last week on the show, Brenda Carell joined us. Do you remember Brenda in the studio with us? Well, she's back today. I didn't think I'd see her as soon again, but she is back with us. Yes, she is back with us on the show. Welcome back. Round two. Round two is right. And she's joined by Wendy Fitzgerald Jameson. You're very welcome, Wendy, to the show too. It's great to see you here. And we're going to find out now in a moment why you are here. Now, Brenda, how are you? Because I know you were going for chemo when we last spoke last week. How are you? It wasn't chemo. It was just one of my target treatments. Yeah. Um, I'm not great. I had a bit of a, an icky weekend. Just kind of hit me hard this this round, Jerry. But um, I'd be fine. I'm grand. Mm. I'm a tough cookie. I'm used to it now. Every three weeks. I know, and it's, it yeah. happens regular for you. But here's the thing: when you're receiving treatment, you were telling us the last day you have a bucket list of yeah. things to do. Yeah. Uh, you've been given a short time yeah. in, in your life, and you want to fulfil as many of them as possible. And one of those was to go and see Coldplay next year at yeah. Croke Park in it Dublin. Sure was. Now, when you were receiving treatment the tickets were on sale but yeah. you had many people working for you yeah. in that yeah. no joy with those no. people none no. nothing nothing not a ticket not a ticket Jerry no I met and I've met uh, so many people, people said they got kicked out of the queue they got kicked back into the queue they were in got tickets to be told sorry no tickets available it was just absolutely horrendous it just seems I don't know what was going on with Ticketmaster it was just impossible to get tickets so it looked like your oh, I was, I was, you know, resigned to the fact. Your dream was over. Yeah, you weren't going to get to, no. to Coldplay. No, I wasn't. No, but an angel appeared in oh, your life. She's she sitting sure beside you today. She sure is. What? Tell us what happened. Well, I got a message. Um, um, was it was through WhatsApp? Was it? Yeah. Or the, the Facebook through the Facebook page yeah. through Messenger. Yeah. And it was from Wendy to say that she had two tickets for. The Friday night and she would love to gift them to me. I'm actually getting very emotional. Um, and when she told me her story as to why she was gifting me the tickets, it just, 
I, I literally started shaking. I just, you know, had to kind of take it in. I didn't know what to say to her. I was so emotionally hit by her kindness and her generosity. And to think of me with all that she's after been going through over the past month. Um, it just, I sent her a voice message and I can't even remember what I said on the voice message, but I was crying. I was just completely overwhelmed with joy and gratitude, pure and utter gratitude. You were really floored emotionally yes, I was. by yeah. the... I still am, I know, I know you yeah. are. And yeah. and by the way, folks, I want to tell you that Brenda and Wendy met for the first time just before they came in to join us Ten here. Ten minutes ago. <laughs> in the studio today. <laughs> this is the great thing about it. Wendy Fitzgerald Jameson, uh, living in Dalik. Yes. Welcome yes. to the show. Thank How long you are you in Dalik? I'm nine years in Dalik, Jerry, and 13 years in Ireland. Um, you're a fan of Coldplay. I am a huge fan of Coldplay. Um, I I became a fan around the time there was there was a hurricane in the states that very badly hit New York and New Jersey, and Chris Martin did an acoustic set for a fundraiser on TV, and I was just hooked instantly. But uh, I just never saw them coming to Ireland. And the last time they were here, my kids were very small, and and mm. I wasn't getting away to a concert. <laughs> and you've two boys, a boy and a girl. Oh, sorry, a boy and a girl. I beg your pardon, yeah. boy and a girl, and your husband and yourself. And you were hoping for four tickets. Yeah. Yes, yes. But I was no. hoping for four and I made a bit of an impulse buy with two when I got offered. Yes. I, I kind of reacted very quickly for these two and then thought, oh, no, I, I, I can't. I can't go. Like, there's no way. I promised. I, I turned my children into Coldplay fans <laughs> during the COVID lockdown. This is the thing. And yeah. so uh, there's no way that, that we were going to go without them. So I w- just resigned that I would try again, you know, for four tickets on another day. Yeah. You know? And that didn't happen, did it? That, uh, you didn't get any more tickets than the two, did you? Did you? I, <laughs> d- <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I um, watched all of these TikTok feeds on how to be successful with Ticketmaster. And I cleared the cachet and the cookies off the phone. And, um, and I was able to get on another date uh, I, I not on the same day you know yes, we're yes. not going to get yeah. to see each other yeah, on the yeah, same yeah, day yeah. but I did uh, get lucky I guess you so know. you're going I am going yes and so am I uh, and, and, and so are you yeah. absolutely yeah. this yeah. is so. just simply wonderful <laughs> so everybody is happy yeah oh yeah everybody's happy so you got four for yeah, the four I wasn't going if yeah. I didn't get the four I understand I, wasn't. I understand yeah. but you know something I n- understand why you got the four no. because something out there karma. made this happen for you, Absolutely. isn't it, yes. Brenda? Yeah, I yeah. think I it think it meant. is karma that you got them. It was because meant. you only had the two when you got in contact mm-hmm. with this lovely lady yes. sitting beside you. Mm-hmm. That message she w- w- you offered the tickets to I her, did, okay? Yeah. That message. Talk to me about that voice message. So what I said to Brenda was that I had um, two Coldplay tickets for Friday, um, the thirtieth of of August, um, and that. Um, I lost my brother to cancer a month ago and, you know, he didn't really get an opportunity to have a bucket list, you know. He was only diagnosed last year and I wanted her to have them in his memory. That was what I said to Brenda. No wonder I bawled crying on the voice message. Like, really, Jerry? And then there was two of us crying. Yeah. I ain't one bit surprised. Yeah. This is such... 
a touching story, may yeah. I say, yeah. that you decided in his memory mm-hmm. when you saw and heard of Brenda's story. Yeah. I kept looking at her face. It showed up on my on my Instagram, the story from LMFM. It was just straight on my phone and I just kept looking at it. And um, I, I honestly thought that I would have been late to the game, that somebody would have passed on their tickets but I thought you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna chance this anyway and I looked her up directly and sent her a direct message you know I didn't I didn't want to put it like on you know Hmm. a public thing I just said you know what this is very private and it's very emotional for me you know um, after you know kind of the I'm only back a week from from New York and um, it's it's been it's been a tough year for my family and the kindness that people have showed my family and my brother's children and his wife and my parents and my 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 younger brother over the last year and in particular the last month has just blown us away the the kindness that things that people have done for us so as soon as i saw brenda's story i just knew they were her tickets and that, that i wanted to that it's all about how can i thank all the people that helped my family in our time and and it's to pay it forward that was the answer jerry you know this world at times gets me down. I think about what's going on in this world at the minute and, and at times you'd be overwhelmed. You know what I'm talking about? You'd think that it, it's all bad. Yeah. This is simply wonderful and inspiring because you are emerging from one of the toughest times in your life. Your brother was only 50. Ed. Yeah, Ed was 50 and he has three boys. They're 12, 17 and 19, you know. And it's... It's and and my parents also, you know, are both still with us. Yes. So it's it's just an incredibly shock, shocking and tragic thing to have happened. You know, he had lung cancer. Lung cancer. And, and it was rapid, really. Yeah, yes. and never smoked a, a day in his life. My really healthy person. Mm. Sportsman. I I read yeah, his obituary. Yeah. Uh, his, he, what a man! Yeah. You can just see, and mm. f- I can. I can nearly, you know, nearly know him, if I can say, when I read the obituary about him and his contribution to his family, his community, to life. Yes. You hit the nail on the head. He he was a wonderful, wonderful, funny, funny guy, Mm. a prankster, really, and none of us were immune to it. You'd never know when you got a call at work if it was truly, you know, somebody looking to do business or if it was your brother playing a joke. Mm. And he got Mm. me a few times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) But that kindness you experienced, your family Mm -hmm. back home in the States and here in in the community in Duleague. Tell me a bit about that. So I have some really good friends in my neighbourhood in um, Garbala in in Duleague. And they came over um, a few days ago and they had this big box out in the garden. I didn't know what they were on about. So I went out and they started opening this and it was a cherry blossom tree. And before they even started talking, I was in, in bits and I was crying and they were saying, you know, we know how hard it must be for you to live this far from home and to not be able to visit the graveyard. And we want you to plant this tree in, in memory of your brother so that you can remember him when you look at this tree and I it just really really moved me and they're the most wonderful friends and neighbors to have and it was they were still with me when I saw the article about Brenda and I just kept coming back to it and they were the first people that I told as soon as I had messaged 
Brenda. Even before Brenda had responded, I had said to them, this is what I'm doing. I just, it's, I need to. It feels right. They're, these not, these are not my tickets. And and it was just, it, it felt, it was good for me. Yeah. And yeah. and it, I think it, a little bit of healing maybe. Mm. So at that stage, again, just to say, they were the only tickets you had. You were giving away your opportunity to go to Coldplay. You said, this woman deserves to go from our story and you picked it up yeah, here from our absolutely. LMFM social media feeds as well. Um, when when Brenda rang you back, tell me about that message that you got. It was so beautiful and my husband and I listened to it together and he was unaware yet of why Brenda had left me this message, but it became apparent really quick and, and I couldn't tell him because I was crying while I was listening to it, but I just, I think Brenda is so brave and so strong and kind to share her story and you know it's it's it it is exposing to put yourself out there and it's tough and i really really admire that and i think she's a beautiful person thank you so much wendy you're the beautiful person honestly um i'm actually so emotional here jerry it still really hasn't kind of sunk in um I think with having treatment on Friday, I've just been kind of knocked a bit for six over the weekend and I'm a bit emotional anyway. But just listening to Wendy's, you know, such a sad, sad story to lose somebody so young and so close to her and her, like, you know, he sounds like as if he was the heartbeat of the family. Um, and then for her to think of me, I mean, Jerry, honestly, there's this, I don't have many words and that's mm-hmm. not enough. That doesn't happen too often with me. <laughs> I'm sort of a bit lost myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I am never lost uh, yeah. for too many words either when I saw the follow on from this. But it just does show you that um, joining us last week, yeah. sharing your story yeah. and yeah. how it found its yeah. way from yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And such an amazing story. And to meet Mm. Wendy today for the first time. And we will definitely meet again. Absolutely. No question. question. So there's a brand new friendship. There is, yeah. 100%. Has formed here. The minute we met, just straight away, her smile and her eyes and the kind heart. I mean, yeah, she's a very special lady. She is. And I am absolutely so full of gratitude and joy. And I just want to, don't know how much I can thank you. You've no idea how Enjoy much this means to me. Enjoy the concert. Oh my all God! Thanks. I will. Will I what? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and you have somebody. Who, who did you tell us you were going to? Take oh, I'm bringing with? my best friend Catherine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brilliant. she's she she. When I t- I told her she's actually away, and um, we video called on whatever night it was that Wendy gave me the tickets, and the two of us were just bawling, crying for about an hour on Facetime. Mm. <laughs> she's just so overjoyed, just like I am. Just she. She loves them too. I mean, we're both huge fans. So now you have a big focus in your yes, life. I this do. is the thing yes, for, you know, a year from yeah. next month. It might seem tomorrow. like a long time I away. Know. I know. But I do need things to focus on, Jerry. I really do. You mm. know, just it's things like this that, you know, make me want to get up out of bed every day, go get my treatment, just get on with things, be as strong as I can and fight cancer mm. and get to see Coldplay with my best friend, thanks to Wendy in Crow Park. It's mm. just truly unbelievable. Um, you're going too. <laughs> I want to yeah. go back to this. The <laughs> four of you, your two boys, <laughs> your husband and yourself, you're all going to see yeah. Coldplay as well. Yes, yeah. we're we're going on the last night, the, the final night. 
So the four of us, myself, um, the husband and my son and daughter. So the four of us. Do you, uh, you, you told us we know your favourite Coldplay song. Yes. I better not forget this. What is your favourite Coldplay song? <laughs> Do you have your favourite? There's, so, there's so many there's wonderful so many. songs. Yeah. But if, if does anything come to mind that you really love by them in terms of a song? I would probably be pretty close to the the um, same song that Brenda said. Yeah, that's yeah. it's so beautiful. Oh. You know, it mm. is. Yeah. It's mm. a beautiful song. It is. But I, I find it hard to choose because I, I just love all their music and and I'm I'm so excited for it. And they're they're I think they're a special band. You know, and you've never are. seen them before. No, never. No, <laughs> first time. Yes. And to bring your son and your daughter with, with yeah. you and your husband. That's well. why you, you are in yeah. for some retreat. <laughs> Let me just tell you. And the four of us, none of us have, oh. you know, and the kids, they, they were only ever once in a concert last year and it was Nathan yeah. Carter here in, in Drada. <laughs> so this would be a big difference yeah. from, Slight, you know, slight difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, you can't shoot down the wagon oh, wheel. Oh, not at all. Oh, no, we had a ball. The wagon yeah, wheel. We had Absolutely. A ball. He's amazing too. Yeah, yeah we yeah. love him. <laughs> the other thing is Chris Martin has to hear the story. He has to. We have yeah. to get this story. Yeah. We have to get this story beyond yes, these yeah. shores to yeah. this man and just tell him, you yeah. know what I mean, what has actually happened yeah. to you. Yeah. We really do. This I, is, I would... Absolutely, I do imagine if that happened. <laughs> Come on. Well, I'm feeling a little speechless. I, I am too. I kind of have goose pimples. <laughs> Listen, anything's possible. Oh, look Remember? at Jerry, that's yes. for sure. <laughs> this shows today that anything yeah. is yeah. possible. Yeah. Look back to yourself, Wendy. We think of your mum and dad and your Thank brother you. and yourself and your family as well. It is a really, really tough time. And the, bo- the boys, it's three boys. He has three boys, boys yeah. in America and his yes. wife and everybody over there. We've got to think of them today. It is so fresh, the month of July as well yeah. and what has happened. But, uh, you know, as it said in his obituary, what he has done will live on. Will live on for a long, long time. Absolutely. He's touched so many people. He really he has. has. He has. And we think of him today and we've got to mention him again. Ed Fitzgerald, he was only 50 and he passed away. May he rest in peace. Yes, and God bless you you all. Thank you for coming in today to pick up on this story. Thanks, Oh, my God. I know. We are uplifted. I know, we are. On a a, a rainy July day. On a rainy July day, it's right. Yeah. And here it is, just for the two of you. We've got to play it again. Yes, (laughs) it's Fix It from Coldplay, and we dedicate it today to all of you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks, Jerry. Thanks indeed for joining me on the show, Brenda and Wendy. Thank Thank you, you, Jerry. Thanks. When you try, But you don't succeed When you get what you want But not what you need When you feel so tired But you can't sleep Stuck in rivers And the tears come streaming down your When you lose something you can't replace When you love someone but it goes to waste Could it be worse? Lights And I will try
Thank you for your lovely comments. Jerry. I'm so delighted for Brenda. What a fabulous thing to do by Wendy. An angel indeed on this earth. Another one there says, the goodness and kindness of people will always win, Jerry. Another one, thank God for the kindness of people. What a lovely, wonderful, touching story, Jerry. And so on they go. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text if you want to get in touch with us on the show. And you'll need that number or those numbers now because I have a family ticket to give away to the Dublin Horse Show. Went myself for the first time last year. The first time? Oh, my God, it's simply fabulous. Would you like to go along to the horse show as a family? Yes, I have a ticket to give away each day this week, starting today, Monday. Here's the question. When was the first Dublin horse show staged? When was the very first horse show? Was it 1863, 1864 or 1865? Which one? 1863, 1864 or 1865? Answers to 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text with the year and your name or details and we'll pick somebody before the end of the show. Uh, Louise, you were watching... Well, first off, Louise, what a touching story. Brenda and mm, Wendy. Feel um, all fuzzy oh, now. Oh, my God. Almighty, just incredible. Mm. The goodness, the goodness, the kindness in the depths of difficulty. For both. For both. Yeah. On both sides, it has to be said. Mm. Wonderful, wonderful women. And a friendship now formed forever. You know, it's just... Like you said, obviously listeners didn't see, mm. but the hugs that they were giving each other at the end of the interview was just... Met for the first time, (sighs) just a few minutes before they walked into this studio out there Mm. and... Here they are and telling us the story. Uplifting indeed. Anyway, you were cheering for Kerry, rumour has it yesterday. Were you cheering for Kerry? Yes. Why were you cheering for Kerry? Um, because my husband's grandfather was from Kerry. All right, so you have a link. That's all right. It's all right. It might be tentative on that, but you have a link. You have, have a link. link. I give you that. I give yeah, you that. Yeah, and I know there's a lot of people and a lot of dubs living around and all that, yeah. but it's you know, dubs uh, again. Yeah, but when I tell you, you have but to it was such it to a them. great game. What a match. Yeah. And well done to the referee. Yes, he was great. I, well, I thought he was great. Now, what would I know about sport? But well done. I thought David Goff was fantastic. David Goff did a great job. Yeah. He did, I have to say that. You know, he fu- wasn't blown up the whistle every all. five minutes. No, 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 Just no. Just let he, game he unless great. he needed to. He's a top whistler. He, re- yeah. he really is. And, and well done to him. You have to hand it to Dublin. They brought back the old guard, you see, to help the young guard. And they oh, got the over the line. the manager? No, no, no the players. Cluxton and oh, Goal right, okay. and McCaffrey and yeah. these fellas all came back to add experience mm. to the young guns. And you, the 2011 manager was also there. Yeah, but yeah, but you see, that's mm. the thing. They they brought in the reinforcements and they won it. Because a lot of people wrote Dublin off, you see, early on in the year with all that happened. But no way do you write them off. Anyway, no. got it right. The dubs would win. We predicted it here on Friday. Myself and David Sheen, we went for them both of us. Very and they close, just made though. It. He said two points. I'm really sure David said two yeah. points on Friday and he was spot on. Back to a subject we touched on last week briefly with the uh, Beacon Fertility Clinic. The announcement that the HSC will introduce publicly funded fertility treatment services in the near future. Delighted to say hello again on the show. It's been a while. She's a very good friend of ours. She's a fertility coach based in County Meath. Helena Tuberty, hello again. Hello, Jerry. Hello, everybody. Lovely to be on. Thank you. And great to have you back with us as well. Look, you were in touch with me as well late last week just to say, look, I have a, I have a, a few uh, views on this uh, particular issue. Uh, Helena, you're not happy. 
Well, certainly um, the response that I got to my Instagram uh, posts and polls has been unbelievable. Like literally so many comments flooding in. Very distressed people, very unhappy people, very uncertain people. What does the funding mean for them? And, you know, why does it seem to be, on one hand, very, very stingy? And yet it seems like a lot of money is being spent. So certainly, um, you know, to let people know that, uh, you know, it's still early stages. And hopefully that as, you know, time goes by, it can be evolving and developing. But I do have some caveats, Jerry. I really do. Okay, go on. Let, let Let us hear what you're concerned about. So what I'd say, first of all, is that, you know, IVF isn't a magic bullet, a silver bullet, and most cycles still fail, even after 45 years of IVF. So it's an end stage, uh, and people need to be prepared for it. So hopefully with, the, you know, the health hubs, that uh, the fertility mm. hubs will actually provide adequate diagnosis, investigation, and treatment, and actually include men for a change, because men are often sidelined, you know, and we really need to be including them in the fertility equation. Um and certainly what people are finding, the, the, you know, the age limitations, the eligibility criteria that, you know, women over 41 not being included. And, I, you know, in, in the sense of clarifying that, I would say that IVF cycles, uh, the success rates drops quite dramatically over the age of 40, 41. Mm. And, um, you know, they have a very generous uh, upper limit of 60 years of age for a man, which is very Picasso-esque. And um, women are also very concerned about the uh, exclusion criteria of uh, BMI limits. And as we know, and you know, Jerry, I spent time over in Jefferson in Philadelphia. We had our conference there in April. And it's a really hot topic saying that BMI is not a reliable indicator. It should not be taken as, you know, being written in tablets of stone. People with, you know, BMIs on the upper limits of what is normal can conceive and carry perfectly healthy babies. I've delivered many of them myself. Mm. So the other thing that is really, really very sad um, is people who have already had a child with IVF, so they've already paid, and we're talking it is six to 8,000 realistically for a cycle. Um, they may have had a child, which is wonderful and lovely, but, you know, the thing is when you see a child and you have your child and you love your child, you quite often wouldn't mind having another one. It's quite a natural thing to do. Mm. So the sense of being precluded is, I think, very, very tough and very concerning. And the other thing is that many people have, um, you know, recurrent miscarriage issues, devastating losses. It could be, you know, a late miscarriage. It could be a stillbirth, like absolutely tragic losses. And they're wondering where they're going to stand in this. And, of course, we have, you know, our families are changing shape, aren't they? We have many more solo parents by choice. We have the LGBTQIA community. And we wonder about, you know, people who need gametes. For instance, um, you know, intending parents where the mother is perfectly, absolutely, completely healthy and her fertility is not in question, but her partner may have low or no sperm. They may require gametes. They may require donor sperm. Where do they stand? Mm. So, and the other aspect is that I think... um, you know, the important area as well is that the government has a golden opportunity to use its clout now with the commercial IVF clinics, which are, you know, profit-making enterprises, to negotiate the prices downwards for everybody and not to just row in and, you know, take what they're given. We want to know, you know, there's lots of add-ons in IVF. It is a bit like a Nando's menu. Normally, when you go to Nando's, you need to kind of add in. Yes, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Good so analogy. We, we will, yeah. So will some of those be included, you know? And also the mental health issues, you know, um, IVF is classified as a disease by WHO and the impact is the same as having a diagnosis of cancer. And over time, the distress, the anxiety, the depression that I see in my, in my practice every day, you know, it's often not addressed. Mm. Now, so there, there are a lot of questions. Yeah, there are a lot. And I was going to say that there are a lot of issues you'd, ra- you'd raise there. Just to come back on, on one of them. You've been particularly vocal about something else as when, well. Uh, one course of IVF only covered. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the sense of, um, you know, just doing one, the pressure for starters and the actual reality that any clinic will tell you is that often up to four, five or six cycles is required because the first one is like a training session. This is like sending Cinderella to the ball and saying, you know what, we let you have half of the first dance and then you're out of here not even letting her stay till midnight. Mm. Um, you know, the reality is that you will often need multiple doses. It is quite rare for a cycle to succeed. And I think what my, you know, my respondents on, on my, my um, Instagram poll were saying, you know, people are saying, oh, sure, you're getting your IVF. Isn't that great? And it's like, actually, no, it's not. It needs to be adequate. If it's being done, it needs to be adequately done. Now, I would be looking for restorative uh, fertility treatment, restorative medical reproductive treatment, which means examining and identifying and diagnosing and treating any underlying issues, particularly things like endometriosis, which requires expert, absolutely tip-top expert care. We only have a couple of people capable of doing that in this country. And if that can be sorted and done, you will often have you know, very happy pregnancies ensuing and they can happen naturally. So I think to realise that you know, we need to get the medical aspect absolutely right. GPs, are they fully qualified? Do they have the time to do this? Can you project manage? Can you guarantee that you'll be project managing a couple's experience at the highest possible level of quality of care, of, you know, actual um, standardization? And to that end, I am absolutely seeking a regulatory authority. I think the horse has um, been, you know, put before the cart and, the, you know, the, that poor old horse is, has, you know, headed off, you know, over the hill and far away. And we need a regulatory authority like they've had in the UK for the last, you know, over 20 odd years. Mm. We still don't have one. It is regarded by many of my clients as the wild west out there. OK, that's interesting to hear that from your uh, day to day experience. Um in fairness to the minister and government as well, they've introduced this. There's talk that this is the first step and that many of the issues you raised there will be addressed through time. But I do believe it's important to get things right from the start. Okay. And the idea of project managing. I mean, for instance, look at the children's hospital. Mm. Um, the sense that it'll be all right on the night is actually not good enough. Time is of the essence when you're trying to conceive. You have very short windows. We've had um, COVID. Many people have had their treatment stalled. They've wasted a lot of time. It's been thieved and stolen from them, they feel. So now is a chance to get it right from the start. Couples, our population needs this because, you know, fertility and infertility, it is not like a cosmetic procedure. I'll get a bit of a a lift and a tuck done. This is a global condition that is increasing. You know, fertility rates are dropping globally. That is a fact. Sperm rates are declining more quickly than was imagined. This actually needs, it's a public health issue 
and it needs addressing correctly and properly. And even, I will say, it's a whopping amount of money, but the actual funding being allocated is fairly modest in terms of what the actual real costs of fertility treatments actually are to deliver them properly. And if you get things right from the start, I mean, a stitch in nine really does save, a stitch in time does actually save nine. Yeah. This never more so than with fertility. We also need, you know, the sense of back from that education, fertility awareness, the sense of what people's responsibility is, how they can improve lifestyles, how they can protect and mind fertility as a definite issue. So I'm all about that as well. But I do think the government has a golden opportunity to get it right. So I think we need to encourage them to really make sure that it absolutely is. Now, come back to the ages you mentioned there, you know, that it's uh, the uh, cutoff age for women, 40 plus, just over 40, and for men, 59, you know, and, and so many days added to that as well. How, you know, you mentioned yourself that fertility decreases with age. What should the cutoff age be? Well, you see, again, and I hope that this will be the case, that, you know, obviously doctors' clinical judgment And when you've got standardisation and regulation with an independent regulatory authority, this can be, you know, rolled right across the board from Kerry to Donegal and all ports between. The sense that uh, women's fertility does decline, IVF success rates fall very dramatically into the 40s, and women have very healthy babies right up to menopause. And I see it every single week in my own practice. So the idea that people are cut off is very harsh it is dependent on an individual's health and well-being. Um, so I think, you know, it's very draconian that it would be like that. I hope it won't be. And the sense also that, you know, men having children at, you know, um, quite advanced years um, also seems unduly lenient. I know I may be shot down in flames for this, but I think that there's quite a disparity there. So I hope more medical treatment available for people into their 40s. People are stronger, fitter, healthier, you know, our social, um, you know, our social areas have changed hugely with people, you know, meeting later, um, you know, having kids at different ages. You know, the careers are an issue. But the sense that, you know, the price of houses, trying to get a house, trying to establish your career so that you can afford to have children is a very mature and sensible thing to do. So I think we need to be supporting people and reassuring them and not making them feel worse than they already are, Jerry. Yeah, so you think there's an ethical dilemma about men of an age having children. We heard about the the big celebrities, the movie stars, having children in their 70s, heading towards 80. You you have an issue with that, have you? I do. And as as you know, I I have uh, (laughs) a master's in ethics, in fertility ethics. And I do think the welfare of the child must come first. And, you know, what kind of a life uh, the child and even, you know, the sense of um, it's sometimes, uh, you know, the, the sense that uh, men are sidelined or they're regarded as always fertile, you know, semper fertile. Mm. And it's not actually true either. So there's more pressure to let men off on their own. It's like, you'll be grand. Of course, you're fertile forevermore. Um, and then the sense that, you know, really, you know, having a child in advanced years when there is more likelihood of illness, a child having to be supporting parents who are aged and unwell and infirm is quite a burden and it might just be a single child as well that there's no family support. That is another area. I think that is not something we need to go into now. I think we really need to be supporting people who are working so hard 
and have had such a burden of COVID to come through um, to be able to have their children, to be able to get the care and the medical attention that is specific, targeted and expert and also standardised that they can actually, you know, trust in that system and feel that they are getting what they need and deserve. Well said, Helena. You have your finger on the pulse. There's no doubt about that. And you raise so many value, val, uh, valid issues, may I say, also. But look, watch this space. The announcement has been made. This is moving along. But we all hear what you're saying. And I'm sure you'll be getting your message across to those in authority as well. It's lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much, Jerry. I It's always a pleasure to be on with you. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Alina. That's Alina Tuberty there. She's uh, an expert in fertility. She's helped so many people uh, to have children. And interesting what she says, isn't it, about the age of a man having a child. We, we talked about it here in the show when the, the stars announced they were having children at advanced years. It's something I have to say. It, there is a, a real moral dilemma with that there. It's a question that... Uh, you know, when it happens to celebrities, it's news for a day or two and, and then it's over, you know. But uh, in general terms, it is an issue and one, as Selena says there, that needs uh, looking at down the road. Late lunch, LMFM radio. The Goo Goo Dolls and your late lunch this Monday afternoon. Isn't that a great name for a band, Louise? Goo Goo Dolls. Mm, great song. I was in New York when that song came out. It was fantastic. Where are you? Mm. There you go. Just has that kind of vibe around. Is there such a thing as a goo goo doll? Now that we're talking about Barbie and everything. Hold on, I'd like to do a search. <laughs> what did we ever do before Dr. Google? What did we do? Guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, we looked up books, or we. We did things like that, but it's just so handy now. It really, really is. A goo goo doll. Something has it a. Uh, and a connotation with witchcraft or anything, no? Uh, no, it's No, that's a voodoo doll. <laughs> <laughs> Will you wake up, Kelly? It's um, Monday, you're at work. I'm a little bit uh, worried that <laughs> now I'm not going to give you any locks in my hair. A voodoo doll, huh? It Stick says the here that the Rolling Stone in 1999 reported that the trio picked their name from a true detective ad for a toy called a goo-goo doll. There you are. So there was a goo-goo doll. Must have been. There you go. Anybody have a goo-goo doll? <laughs> I bet you there's plenty with voodoo dolls and plenty of pins to stick into them too. <laughs> what do you think? No. No, okay. <laughs> no, do you know what they do now? They just go on to Twitter and Instagram and yeah, Facebook and destroy people. you. They don't stick pins in you anymore. <laughs> Social media is the new voodoo doll of today. They just cancel you. They write you off. They stick pins into you. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what the voodoo doll is today. <laughs> I know. The penny's just out of dropping. I know what it is. I do indeed. <laughs> anyway, the, see that picture that just came into us. Found people great from Olivia Andrada. Hi, Jerry. What a miserable day. Even my poor oh. dog is fed up with the rain. <laughs> Olivia, brilliant. Oh. Look at the poor dog. With his, I, I just described it. He's in his shed or his kennel and his chin is resting on the little uh, board that's keeping him in and he's looking out at the rain. He's and, a long face. Ah, oh, What's his name, Olivia? What's the doggy's name? Poppy. Or her name? Oh, sorry. Poppy. It's Poppy. It's a lady then. It's a lady, yeah. Poppy. Lovely. I just see it there, Sharon. Half, you know what. Do you know what else I found on the internet? Yeah. A minute ago. Yeah. How often 
an electric kettle should be replaced. <laughs> Tell me. Most people, it says here on the internet, whether you believe it or not, um, the average lifespan of a good quality electric kettle is, guess? A year. Four to five years. <laughs> you see, the reason You're Louise... You're the exception. I am the exception. The reason Louise says that is, I, she said to me, I told you the other day I had to replace the kettle again. I'm a regular replacer of kettles. And Louise said to me, didn't you on the air here yeah, said, bring, bring in, in your kettle... It's there. I'll it's beside it. her. That's why yeah. she's been Googling kettles there. No, about a year in our house at most. That's It gets a year, generally a year. Yeah, and, and that's it. Kaput. Is it because of the hardness of the water or you just use it so often? I think there's somebody with a voodoo doll to do with a kettle and <laughs> they stick pins in it coming up to the 12 months. A kettle and doll. And my kettle goes, <laughs> and it starts to act really, really funny and make these banging sounds and won't boil and you name the whole lot. Yeah, it's something to do with that, all right. Anyway, you have it and you have it now. Good luck to you with my kettle. I was warned, don't bring that into that woman. Look at the state of it. It's fine. No, it's in it's a bit great. of a state. It's in a bit of a state like our kettle. You know, you just throw things. What happens now if you get a new kettle and it... Yep. You go and have, want to have a cup of tea at seven o'clock at night and yeah. your kettle's break, broken. No, well, that... You don't have a backup. I do. I put water into a pot and put it on uh, the cooker and boil it. That doesn't taste the same. Does it not? No, I don't think It so. de- certainly See, doesn't. I have a backup kettle now. It certainly doesn't if you take it from the public water supply where I'm living at the moment on the north side of Drogheda. <laughs> the water's absolutely R-O-T-T-E-N. It's rotten. It's undrinkable. Voodoo water. Well, by, <laughs> there's another person has a voodoo doll. <laughs> People have loads of voodoo dolls to me and they're sticking into me there. That's, the, yeah, the council. Um, the water's rotten. It is. We're buying water in bottles. It's that bad. It really, really is. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. We have a treat for you next. Two young women are joining me. The known as the KK Sisters. Look them up, the KK Sisters, on TikTok, social media. They have a massive following. They're in studio next. I have some wonderful sisters with me in studio now and the rest of the family are here as well. You're all very welcome to the show, but I want to say a big hello to two lovely young ladies, Kerri-Anne McCreary and Caitlin Harrington. Welcome to the show, both of you. Great to see you. Thank you for having us. Not at all. You're welcome. Where did you come from today to be with us in Um, studio? We came from Kilcock. Okay, so you live in Kilcock. Yeah. What's Kilcock like? Tell me, what is it like? It's nice. It's yeah. quite small, but it's yeah. nice. It's yeah. a small town. Is it? Town. Yeah. But you love it. It's yeah. home. Yeah. Okay, so who else is in the family? Tell us who else is with you here today. Um, My brothers, Ryan and Nathan. And yes. my mom, Catherine. Yeah. Ah, it's here too. Yeah. Is that Ryan wearing the Man City shirt? Yeah, yes. it is. I nearly wasn't going to let him in, you know that? <laughs> they all know I'm an Arsenal fan, a big Arsenal fan. I'm sorry to say, I think Man City are going to win it again this year. I'm sorry to say that. And the season hasn't even started yet. Ladies, welcome to the show. You're known as the KK Sisters. Yeah. Why are you known as the KK sisters? Where did that come from? Is it your your, your Christian names, K and K? Is that it? You just put the names yeah. together. Yeah. How did this TikTok thing start or why did it start? When did it start with both of you? Um, so originally the account was my account and I was just yeah. posting videos. But one day we decided to do a challenge together, the heart attack challenge, and it blew up. Uh, got over, I think, uh, in the beginning. It has 14.5 million at the moment. But at the time it went to like a million and we were like, Oh my God, when we sing together, people really admire and are so interested in us. So we decided to form the KK Sisters as as sisters. Yeah, Yeah. so combine your talents together. Okay. Did I hear 14 million there? Is that the the figure she said? Yeah, Yeah, nearly 15 million. 
Yeah. It's the highest video, yeah. Million? Yeah. yeah. Million. Wow. I know. It's You're crazy. huge. Yeah. <laughs> From Little Kilcock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that many millions all over the world. Wow. Insane. Yeah. So crazy. tell us about the singing and because you're both beautiful singers. Let's start with you because you're you're 18. Yeah. You're 18, isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie Ann? Yeah. How do, where does the singing come from? How did it begin? Uh, well, my singing journey. Yes. Well, my singing journey began when I was 10 years old when I landed the lead role in Annie. Um, in the theatres so that's when I knew that I wanted to do yeah. this um, and also because I don't know music has been a big part of my life it helped me through a lot and I knew when it was to help me through a lot that's where the passion shone through and I knew that it would never leave me and this is the dream that I wanted to pursue Lovely that's yeah. beautiful <laughs> so you are 18 and Caitlin you are 10 10 yeah. so there's 8 years between you Yeah. did Big Sister influence you? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. She really, she really inspires me to keep on going. Cause I started when I was seven. Cause when I was younger, I used to always go to her competitions, and I used to always watch her on stage. And I dreamed that one day I could do that. And it like she just really inspires me. Fantastic. So you sing together as the KK sisters, but you sing individually as well. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you bring your talents together. Yeah. Let's have a listen to Carrie Ann McCreary and let's hear what she's all about. Here you are singing. This is beautiful. Is this your own composition? It's called Cold. Yeah. Yes. Did you write this yourself? Uh-huh. I wrote it when I was 14 or 15. My oh my. Yeah. And who produced this for you? Because it's brilliantly produced. Um, A producer in England called Darren Martin. Oh, I love it. Let's have a listen to Carrie Ann and hear what she's all about. We used to be so good They would all talk about us You're number one man. My only one Now I've been fighting for a compliment And all we fall into our arguments The love here is one So cold, cold, cold We used to be gold, gold, gold There's nothing to hold on to You're there but I can't find you Show a shine or something Cause you leave me here with nothing I'm running out of love now You're making me cold, cold, cold Now I'm not the same girl you met then. Look what you've done. I'm so overrun. I don't care what you think of me. I've fallen out and lost belief. It goes both ways. Oh, I so love that. Carrie Ann. I mean, it is absolutely beautiful. It really is. Tell me um, um, about you again. Who, who do you, you know, follow? Who are you interested in? Who is your influence? Or have you a number? Um, in terms of singers and that, who do you think, you know, do you do you model yourself on anybody? Do you look up to anybody? Who do you like to listen to yourself? Well, I've been told, I've been compared and told that I sound a lot like Lauren Spencer-Smith. Um, so, yeah, I really love her music. I love her voice style. So I don't really have, I have a big respect for all singers, you know, all musicians and all that. 
um, and I get inspired from each one differently. So I don't mm. really have a direct fiber, okay. but right now it's definitely in between Olivia Rodrigo, Lawrence Spencer Smith, and all them. That type, uh, yeah, that, that type really of music. Yeah. Let's come back to the to the uh, younger one, Caitlin. What about you? Who do you who do you like? You know, you mentioned that your big sister influenced you, of course. Yeah. Anybody else you really like in the music business? Well, I I love so two people. I love Michael Jackson and. Um, Olivia Rodrigo. Good God, there you are. Jackson is an influence of yours. Yeah. By God, he had some fantastic hits, hasn't yeah. he? What music he made as well. Your big sister was telling me about, you know, how her career developed. What about you? What are you up to? Well, when I was seven, me and my sister got in the final four of Relta August Quelta in Ireland. We got into the finals of that on national television. So that's when, that's where I started. And then after that, um, I done, so I done Wexford Has Talent and I was the finalist in it. And um, I was a guest performer in the National Stadium. And I was in the National Concert Hall as a choir. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. The National Concert Hall is fabulous, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's a wonderful place. The acoustics and the sound and the stage there looking out must be fabulous, isn't it? It's so cool. Oh, it really, really, really is. So you're you're on school holidays at the moment. What class are you in? I'm in fourth class going into fifth class. Okay. And what do you hope to do? Do you see music ultimately as being part of your life? Would you like to be full time in the music business? Yeah, that's really, really my big dream that I really hope for in the future. It's like, I really want to do that when I grow up. Good on you. And you've got to chase that dream. I know you are. God, you're making great steps towards it, I have to say, at the minute. Back to you, Kerry ann What about you? you, What what are you doing with your life outside of music? Oh, God. I don't know if I have a life outside uh, of music. (laughs) (laughs) Are you that dedicated, that singularly focused? Yes. yes. Yes, okay, so what 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 lies ahead for you? Where do you see yourself? What, what are you going to do the next twelve months beyond that? Well, hopefully to keep doing stuff in like music, you know, yeah. hopefully do competitions and like write more music okay. and get out there and like keep at our TikTok. And it's just I love music, so anything mm. to do with music is. How important is TikTok to what you both do? Um, it's not so much TikTok, but it's the people on TikTok. Yeah, you know, our fans. Like, it's just incredible what TikTok has done for us as artists. Mm. You know, it's like we have a fan base and they're an incredible fan base. And I was telling Caitlin, you know, it doesn't matter how many followers or what. It's about the community of people supporting what you do. Yes. To always stay humble and to always appreciate people instead of letting it, you know. Mm. Yeah. You agree with all yeah. that as well. That's what, what you see. So is it together as the KKs, the KK sisters? Is that that's the road you want to pursue rather than the individual thing, is it? Yeah, I mean, I think together we're stronger. Not only do we like, you know, stronger in like supporting each other and when we're singing together, it's also the bond we have. Mm. Um, it's hitting a lot of people and it's like that sisterly bond, you know, like you don't. Why have a best friend when you have a sister? You know? Ah, yeah. my, isn't that lovely? And yet there's eight years between you, but yeah. there, there is that close. Isn't that fantastic? And music brings people closer. It's crazy. Yeah. It does indeed. <laughs> it is the common language. That is yeah. that is for certain. So, um, you know, the TikTok, as you say, that community as well, you received great praise from uh, pop star Bishop Briggs. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Oh, it was insane. Yeah. I seen her comments and I was like, is this real? Is, is this like fake or something? Yeah. And we went in and 
she was ver- verified, you know, with the blue ticks, and we knew it was her. And she was like, oh, my God, this is amazing, you guys, your voices. And I was like, oh, my mm. God. <laughs> Fantastic. What about things, dare I say, like the major competitions nationally, you know, internationally? I think of things like Britain's Got Talent, The X Factor. The X Factor's no more uh, no. at this yeah. stage. But don't worry, there will be something else stepping into its shoes. Do, do you see, you know, uh, competitions like that has been something maybe for you in the future? I both of us really, really want to go on Britain's Got Talent or America's Got Talent. Yeah. We really, really want to go on it. Like it's something that we've been pushing and preparing for, and you know, fingers crossed. Hopefully, but. that yeah. would be something else. Yeah, wouldn't that would be it? Crazy America and like the UK is massive comparing to Ireland. Yes. Yes. You know, and that's what often happens. You know, even if you get on one, then the other may pick you up, you know, and vice versa as well. Wouldn't that be fantastic to combine your talents? It would indeed. So you're writing. Mm -hmm. You are writing away, working on your own material all the time. Outside of that, is that your only route that you see forward to to make it through that, even though you have these huge followings, you know, online? Mm -hmm. Can you, you know, do you see yourselves becoming performing artists and touring and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. it, is it? Oh, yeah. Is that the ultimate dream? Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. you got to do your school, you know that and all that before yeah. you... But you can incorporate that in yeah. when you... Oh, yeah. You know, when oh, stuff yeah. like that yeah. happens. School is important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Kilcock is going to be on the international music map soon. <laughs> yeah. That's hope. Oh, why not? Why not? It's a dream that you have and a dream that you pursue. So where does the music come from? Your mum's here with you today. Is there anybody else in the family musical besides yourselves? Um, Well, my auntie, I think she has a PhD in in music right? oh right um, and okay. she's brilliant on the piano so music does flow through the family lovely um, so yeah, yeah so it is like, there even though like they don't sing they so they're so really really supported of yes, it of it yes yeah, of course and that's what yeah. you need you need your yeah. your yeah. family right behind you all the way of yeah. course if we didn't have them like the motivation we wouldn't be here right now not at all not at all you're lovely can I say that you really thank are you, I was so looking you. forward to meeting you today I really thank was because I had heard you and we uh, were on of course the uh, KK sisters on TikTok as well so what's next do you want to give us a little sneak preview what's the next plan what's the next on TikTok what's coming or do you just play that by ear and go with the flow how does that work Um. well we kind of like have to do our research of what's kind of trending you know with challenges yeah. but we have a few challenges in mind uh over the next few days so very good very good and what was the biggest one combined that the biggest hit was um only love only love can hurt like this yeah got that has 14 point something million and nearly two million likes lovely lovely and quarter of a million followers you have is that right at the moment 233.8 wow nearly the quarter of a million as well those numbers just blow my head when i think (laughs) they really really do anyway you come a long journey to Say, I really thank you for doing that and thank your mum as well Catherine for taking you here and the boys say hello yep. to the boys again who are with us here in the studio it's great to see you so look we're going to finish out we heard from you a, a, a moment ago there uh, big sister uh, Kerry Ann cold fantastic now we're going to hear herself Caitlin do you want to introduce it you know we're going to play from the movie yeah. Go on, introduce it. The Greatest Showman. Yes, and the song is called... Never Enough. Here is Miss Caitlin Harrington. Thank you so much for dropping in. Thank you. Good luck to you. Bye. Bye. Thank you, bye.
Everybody's talking about the blinking weather. Claire McGovern is on the line. Hi, Claire. How you doing, Jerry? We are still laughing, and I, I, I don't mean to be mean. Excuse me, Seven Louise. When we saw yeah, that we video you sent into us, you went off for a picnic. Yeah, well, we had said last week we're not going to let the weather dampen our spirits, so we're going to get into the holiday mode and we're going to go somewhere every day. So Monday we had said we're going to the beach. So we got the, the rolls, the flora, the ham, the potato crisps, and we set off this morning and we were determined to get there. So we did. 
Claire, the, the, the tub of floor is on the dashboard and other parts of the picnic as well and they're all in there tucking in. It's bucket and rain outside and there's cars parked round you. Where did you go yeah. to? What beach? Uh, we went to Betty's Town Beach right. and Laytown. So right. we, we drove to see where we get the best spot for a picnic. <laughs> <laughs> so plenty of space. There wasn't many people over there at all. I've I've never heard of an indoor picnic before at the beach, but well, the kids are telling me it's one of the good, one of the best days. <laughs> are they really? Can, can can they all say hello? Yes, please, please, let's hear them. Who's with you? We've got uh, Rachel McGovern, uh, Hannah, Keelan, Lucy. All all there in the car today, having a picnic. At the beach at Laytown, Betty's Town. Oh, I'm so sorry for you all. I really am. But they enjoyed it. We absolutely. And we, we got in for a dip as well, which even made it better. No way. You're codding yeah. me. And we're not codding yet. No, we all got in. <laughs> and and the video you sent us, was that after the dip? Or, oh, yeah, it was after. So you didn't eat before after. you went in, did you? Yeah, after the dip. So oh. hence all... <laughs> The windows were totally fogged up. Yes, it was steamy, <laughs> all right, let me say. That's for sure. Uh, tell me this, was the tide in or out? Uh, the tide was just going out. Okay, so it was fairly near to the shore. And what was yeah. the water temperature like? Uh, it was okay. It wasn't co- It wasn't too cold. It was bearable. Right, okay, so so reasonable. No more no of jellyfish this year or anything like that round, no? No, 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 it's fine. There was... Uh, there was also, two other women, um, they braved the elements as well, and uh, they went out. They went out now a good bit. Right. But it was, it was just so nice, and we've made a pact now. We're going to do this once a week. We're going to go to the beach. Regardless of the weather. Regardless, yeah. <laughs> you see, the, the weather's that bad, the jellyfish wouldn't even come to Ireland at the minute. That's the thing, you see. That's why they're, they're not there. You're fantastic people, but you know what? You've got to get up and get on with it, haven't you, Claire? That's it. That's the message. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're making the most of it. Regardless of the weather. Yeah. I'll tell you, I was jealous. Those rolls and, and you know, a, a tato crisp to me. Uh, Louise would tell you, I wouldn't even give her me last tato crisp. I love them that much. <laughs> oh, they were delicious. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, at least. Well, fair due to the McGoverns, out of the beach, into the sea for the swim, had the picnic, albeit in the car, and happy campers. Absolutely. We're, we're making the most of it, enjoying every moment. Well, listen, you're fantastic. We'll have to keep an eye on you. So do, is it to the same beach next week or are you just going to go to different beaches? Um, we'll see. We might go to Clarehead. OK. We'll OK. Very yeah. good. Very good. Well, listen. You never know where it might take us. <laughs> <laughs> McGovern's on tour this August and it'll be coming they'll be coming to a beach near you. You're great sport. Thanks for sending us in the lovely video. Thank you everybody. Thank you so much. Not at all. You're welcome. Bye. Bye to everybody. Well done to you all. We just smiled, didn't we, when we saw it. Anyway, Dublin Horse Show. Uh, it's on from the 9th to the 13th. Tickets from Ticketmaster.ie or check it out on DublinHorseShow.com. When was the first Dublin Horse Show? 1863, 1864, 1865. It was 1864 and a family ticket to the Horse Show goes to Sean O'Reilly in Drogheda this afternoon. I have more family tickets to give away. Stay with us during the week. You could be a winner too. Well done, Sean. Where They'll be in touch to make the arrangements, I promise. Now, let's do this on 
on late lunch. Five, four, three, two, one. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's the number five from this very week in 1983. And I have fond memories of this song. Let's just listen to it first and then I'll tell you what they are. Yes, today of all days, it's Casey and the Sunshine Band. And give it up, will this rain give it up once and for all? Casey and the Sunshine Mans, give it up on your late lunch. Our number five in our top five countdown from this week in 1983. I love that song. It was a huge number one. It really was five this week we are focusing on. And the reason I remember it is because Miriam used to teach, yes, keep fit classes they were called at the time and I was the record producer the music producer for the classes and that was one of the big songs that everyone was exercising to there you are fond memories anyway five today we'll bring you the number four tomorrow around about this time on the show next up before we finish Brisbane Australia Ireland get a point at the World Cup Poppy's come out of the the, the, the the little box that she lives in. Poppy the puppy that we heard about earlier. The sun must be coming out. Thanks so much for letting us know. Delighted. The McGoverns are thrilled we were chanting. And we are thrilled to chat to you too as well. And Tommy in Italy. He says, listening to the show on the beach in Targuina. About an hour from my home, enjoying it, you lucky duck, Tommy. Yes, and their crew out there. We say hello to them in Italy today. She's joined us in the aftermath of each Irish game. We really do appreciate it. Katie Milady is coming to us live from Brisbane now, where Ireland have drawn nil-nil with Nigeria in the Women's World Cup. Hi, Katie. Well, Jerry, how's things? It's always a pleasure. Oh, always a pleasure to hear your voice too. Well, you must be really happy. They played great. They could have won it. Yeah, absolutely delighted with the results. I know it was a scoreless draw, but look, we couldn't ask for more. They put it up to Nigeria. They really did. And, you know, when we look at the table now, Australia beat um, Canada. So Canada, the Olympic champions are out. I know we're out as well, but we didn't come away from the World Cup with nothing. What would you say about this game today? There was about 20,000 in the stadium compared to the previous two games. What was it like atmosphere-wise and Irish support-wise? To be honest, Jerry, I think the atmosphere was still electric for a team that had already been knocked out in the second game of in the second game of the group games, I yeah. think, like, you know, the atmosphere was still electric, especially here in Brisbane. And, like, we're all still out in force here. All the pubs and everything up up along here is all green. Everybody is just in, in great form. And, look, at, we're so proud of the girls and we, we, couldn't, we couldn't have asked for any more from them. And a long uh, night and early hours, I'm sure, ahead for all of you. You'll enjoy it. By God, you've got round Australia with this team already, haven't you? Absolutely, sure. We have to follow them everywhere we go, you know yourself. <laughs> and they're not short journeys by any means, Katie. No, absolutely not. So, like, the first flight was five hours to Perth. 
Um, and that was after your long flight to come to Australia. And then the second flight we got was um, f- about four and a half hours here to Brisbane from Perth. Yeah. And like, it's just incredible. The support, like the, the support they have is just unbelievable over here. And the stadiums are always, always full of the tricolour, the green, the white and the orange is all you can see. And the atmosphere is just incredible. Mm, you're going to miss them now that it's over, won't you? Yeah, it's the last hurrah with the Irish here anyways. We're over here until the World Cup final and then we're flying home. So we will miss the the Irish atmosphere over here on game day and you know, meeting up. We were in the fan uh we were at the fan zone on Sunday and all the girls came out and players and everything came out to show their appreciation for the fans. Vera, Katie McCabe also got up onto the stage in the fan zone and thanked everybody mm. for showing the support they did and not a lot of other teams would do that, if any. Oh, yeah. It's uh, an Irish type of thing, isn't it? We we love them. They love us. And the uh, appreciation between the two is always such a, a tight bond. So you go on now. I know you're staying longer. So you have tickets for the each of the knockout stages. You were telling me the only one you hadn't got was the final. Any luck on that front? No, we're still, we're still hoping that we might get our hands on some Jerry because we will be here for the final and they're the only tickets that we don't have. Oh my, I hope you get them. I really do. You're certainly putting it in uh, for the, the entire tournament, even though the Irish girls will be gone home. What's your best memory of the three games you've been at and you were there tonight when they got a point and I'm sure at the end they were again over showing their appreciation. What memory will abide with you of the three games? Well, definitely the atmosphere when we were playing Australia and it was such a a tight-knit game um, with Australia. Like, it was just unbelievable, the support and just hearing the crowd, like, for the first time in such a big stadium, cheering on the girls. And I can only imagine from a player's point of view what that must have felt like because I know if I had people singing and I was out playing, I'd be... I'd be over the moon like so that's obviously one big memory and then obviously the goal when the goal went in and mm. um, in Perth the stadium just erupted but just the whole the whole thing like the whole tournament and um, the Irish fans have been absolutely incredible and we couldn't have asked for any better off the off the girls I, t- I still stick to my word that they've done absolutely unbelievable for their first World Cup and we were in a hard group and we didn't get hammered by no means and to, to come away with this, we still have a point on the table. We didn't come away with no points, and we showed it. We showed it against Nigeria tonight, like what we can do as a team. And look, what, I'm just so proud of the girls and how how far Vera has brought us along the way as well. Well said, and and you know it is a fine line. One goal beaten by Australia, penalty as well could have gone either way. Canada two one, a tight game. We could have got the draw there too, and to draw with the Nigerians tonight, who also advance uh, along with the Aussies to the uh, knockout stages, is no mean performance. They certainly can be proud of that for the first ever World Cup finals. Well, listen, you're so good to us. It was great to talk to you after each of the games, and onwards you go, and we'll be in touch. I promise with you in the future enjoy stay safe have a great night tonight with everybody and wear the green with pride I know you will Katie thank you so much thanks a million Jerry. let's give the girls a good homecoming when they get back to Dublin as well absolutely and they will they'll be received uh, with great numbers I'm sure at Dublin airport and uh, they'll be holding their heads high off you go and enjoy the night Katie
Thanks, Sherry. Take care. Bye-bye. That's Katie Milady from Navin in County Mead, who's been at all the Irish games there, coming to us live from the stadium in Brisbane, uh, just after leaving the stadium, should I say, in Brisbane, in the aftermath of that match. If you didn't hear, it finished nil-nil between Ireland, uh, Ireland and Nigeria, and uh, Nigeria advanced with Australia. Ireland are out, and on the way home with the Canadians as well, who are out of the tournament. Anyway, that's our lot on Late Lunch for this Monday afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow at half one. That's a date. Don't forget it. Uh, be with us here on LMFM Radio. And remember, if you have ever a story or a guest you want to get in touch with us out of hours, Lunch at lmfm.ie. That's the email address, Lunch at lmfm.ie. Eddie Caffrey's on his way with the drive here on LMFM Radio. Wonderful music and more besides. Have a nice evening. I think the sun is going to sneak out late in the day. Enjoy it if it does. Anyway, see you tomorrow. Lunchtime for your late lunch. Bye. The Late Lunch, brought to you by Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.